Welcome to episode 71 of Radio 815, the podcast dedicated to examining the work of writer-director J.J. Abrams, as well as his greater Bad Robot Universe. I'm your host. My name is Marcelo Inestrosa, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Crandall. And on this week, we'll be talking about Lost, season 6, episodes 12 through 14. So the first episode up in that batch is the episode entitled, Everybody Loves Hugo. So Matt, I have a question for you. What's your policy on reunions? Generally, reunions, sure, great. And in this, we're starting to get a lot of reunions as people from Oceanic 815 in the Flash Sideways timeline really start running into each other. And I love that this episode, everybody loves Hugo after we have had everybody hates Hugo previously in other seasons. And of course, this lucky Hugo, to see him start to realize that maybe he does have a weird connection to this woman who mistakenly sits down with him at a restaurant that he thinks is his blind date. And it turns out, no, she's actually a mental patient who thinks that they spent time on an island. And having Libby back was a lot of fun, especially after last week, where now we know Flash Sideways is somehow important. Flash Sideways is a timeline that is taking place in some sort of conjuncture with the prime timeline, and that Hugo, at the start of this episode, is intrigued by Libby, but doesn't have that exact feeling that Desmond was describing. But as this goes on, and him and Libby have more interactions up until their final interaction, where they share that kiss and everything comes flooding back. It's just fun to see Hurley in this mode again, where it's not everything is awful, but seeing him with a great life, but still struggling to find someone who loves him for him was was really nice and playful. And there is a lot of momentum to the story in the Flash Sideways now that we know this matters. This is not just whimsical. What if there is some correlation to our main story. This does have ramifications in that. I'm more down with the Flash Sideways stuff after last week's Desmond episode and Desmond trying to round everybody up is like such an interesting thread because it's not going to be super easy because you will sound like Libby. You will sound a little bit off your rocker if you say I think we have some sort of special purpose from another life. So that was very interesting to me. And then the on-island stuff, this episode starts with a bang, literally as Ilana is the next artist as she blows herself up with the dynamite. Marcella, what were you thinking as the dynamite from the Black Rock rears its head yet again? I will kid you not, when the director of this episode showed that Alana had the dynamite, I was like, you should not be transporting dynamite like that because we've learned that that is unsafe. And seconds later, poof. That was really surprising to me. The character of Alana didn't particularly make an impact with me at all, but I was expecting some more stuff from her. And the fact that she was just gone like that was sort of shocking to me. And I'm like, okay, so I guess... That happened. She didn't make an impact until that moment when she literally made an impact. That was just really surprising to me. I'm like, okay, now that's over. What what do we do now? The other thing that I was really confused about was Hurley in the earlier part of the episode was so against getting the dynamite and then going to blow up the plane. But a couple of scenes later, he was like, 
oh, okay. So I think you guys are right. We should just go and get the dynamite and blow out the plane. But I was really pleased to find out that that whole rigmarole by Hurley, I was like, dude, so either you say, no, let's not blow out the plane, or you're going to say, let's blow out the plane. But I was like, dude, you're going to have to make up your mind eventually. And the fact that Hurley, when he was asked by Richard to explain to him what Jacob was saying, and Hurley just walks up to him and he says, you have no right to ask me that. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, Hurley, you're being a little bit of a son of a bitch right now. He's asking you for something that he needs to know. And why are you being such a bitch? Hurley's reaction to me really didn't play as far as Hurley's character is concerned. Because Hurley has always been the nice guy. Everybody loves Hurley or everybody loves Hugo. And he's really never stood up for himself except on very specific occasions. And I felt that this response from Hugo wasn't warranted at all. But we do find out later on when they do get to the Black Rock that Hurley really wanted to stop a specific group of Losties from blowing up a plane. So that was really interesting. I really loved the Flash Sideways story in this episode. I had postulated way back in earlier seasons if we were ever going to see Libby again. And I was really pleased to see this actress again. And I was really pleased to see that they finally got their first date. Even if it's in a sideways universe, I was really happy to see that they got their first date. Yeah, that was a nice moment that even if it didn't happen in the island timeline, at least it sort of did happen somewhere. And I do like that on the island, yeah, Hurley usually isn't a guy who stands up for himself or is very aggressive. I think Richard kind of knows that. So Richard does call him out in that moment where Richard says, what is the island? Ask Jacob. Because the response he's looking for is cork. And Hurley can't give it because Jacob is not actually there talking to Hurley. Hurley is pretending to get his way. I love when he says, I don't need to prove my abilities to you, Richard. You can just take it or leave it, which is nice. But also we know Hurley is lying at this moment because he thinks that what they're about to do is the wrong thing. So that was an interesting dynamic. And I really do like that moment where, okay, Hurley must be lying because that is such an easy call and response that if Ghost Jacob was right there, he would have just said Cork. And then Hurley would have told Richard and we would have moved on. But the other stuff that Hurley might not see Jacob in this episode, but he does see Michael, which Harold Perrineau came back. He runs into him on the island. Michael basically tells him like, you know, you've got to not blow up the plane because a lot of people will die. It will be your fault if something goes wrong. So you've got to stop this. Hugo says, why would I trust you? You're the murderer who murdered Libby. And Michael just says, you got to trust me. This is the thing. And then later he appears again. It's revealed that the whispers that happen on the island, Hurley says, that's you guys, right? And Michael says, yeah, the whispers on the island are the people who can't move on. So we have heard the whispers forever and they finally come back in this episode. So it was interesting that Michael does tell us, yeah, the whispers are like the people who can't move on, who are how whatever reason for however long kind of trapped on this island. And then he does say, if you ever see Libby again, tell her I'm sorry, which is not redemption for Michael because what he did was so awful. But it was nice that he got to express that to Hugo and not just go on some screaming rant about his son and Walt. He actually got to kind of own up to what he did. So I did like that. And the on-island stuff that was really interesting is that Desmond gets ringed. He gets chucked down a well by 
Man in Black. Man in Black can't kill him, but Man in Black says Saeed to do the job after Desmond has been isolated in this well. There is an appearance of that weird boy that the Man in Black sees that we still are not quite sure what that is. And then Saeed, ultimately, when he goes to the well to do the job, it's not as easy as just murdering Desmond. So I did like seeing Desmond, just this happy-go-lucky Desmond, but his scene with Man in Black at the edge of that well, the whole time, we know what is going to happen. Marcelo, were you shocked when he chucked Desmond down the well, or was it pretty obvious that that's where this was going? No, it was pretty obvious from the moment from the moment they got there. The one thing that I was thinking was that looks like the well from The Leftovers. No spoilers here, but if you've seen that show, a well plays kind of prevalently and somebody gets chucked down the well. I am really beginning to sort of suspect the man in black's behavior. I have said that perhaps the man in black, all he wants to do is get off the island. But now I'm beginning to really feel that he not only wants to get off the island but the way that he can get off the island is he's gonna have to kill some people i'm beginning to really believe that he is the villain of the story as far as the way as what role desmond is going to play in the episodes that we have remaining here as i was watching this episode i was like i could take ideas that have already been planted in this season and fix the way that the show ends. I don't know why I was thinking that, but I was like, I was thinking a better ending than the one that we're going to get in a couple episodes here. I don't know if you were doing that, but I was doing that the entire time that I was seeing Desmond on screen because I was like, I could use him to end this show properly. And this is how I would do it. So that's what I had going through my head throughout the whole sequence of Desmond being chucked down the well. Now, I don't know if I should have had that or... It was a bad thing for me to have that, but that's what I was thinking. Well, and it makes sense if you know what's going to happen. You're obviously going to have alternate theories and ideas running through your mind. Also running through your mind could be a car because the end of this episode, Desmond in Flash Sideways, after having his talk with Hurley, where Hurley confirms that he's going to go after this girl that he doesn't know why he has this connection to, we see Desmond sitting in a car outside of Locke and Linus's school. Ben knocks on the window and is like, hey dude, uh, what are you doing? And Desmond makes up a lie saying that he was scouting the school for his son, coming off very much like a creep. And Linus is like, okay, well, uh, please get the hell out of here. You can't just hang out in front of a school. And then Desmond runs down John Locke with his car, hits him full on. He goes flying over the top of the roof. The wheelchair goes flying and Locke is lying on the ground close to death as Desmond speeds off. That moment, again, last week, Desmond had these flashes in these close-to-death moments. And it's something disturbing about at the edge of death is where you can maybe see the truth, because that does really sound like a dangerous idea. But that moment, coupled with Camp Locke on the island, Man in Black Locke, meets up with the rest of the people, and the episode actually ends with Man in Black seeing the Jack is with them and has come to his side. And the look on his face suggests that that's not going to be the end of that. So that was a nice way to end the episode with that hit and run and then having Jack show up and the look on Fake Lock's face was sinister. Yeah, but once again, everything that Desmond is doing in these flash forwards, I'm thinking, okay, he does this, then this is how we're going to fix everything. And this is how we're going to make everything make sense. I don't know what made me think about the end game this week, but for some reason, I was like, this is how it would have ended much better. Like, I I thought of a much cooler ending than the one we got. But 
on that ridiculous note, we move on to the next episode that we're going to talk about uh, this week entitled The Last Recruit. Matt, what do you think of that one? So The Last Recruit is a very interesting episode as the stakes start to rise slowly throughout it. Men in Black Lock and Jack met up at the end of the last episode. And in this, they have a a heart-to-heart where Man in Black does say, I was Christian Shepard. The guy that you saw as your dad was me. I led you to water. Like, I've been doing everything that I can to help you guys while you were here. Now that Jacob is dead, I'm not trapped here, but I think it needs to be all of us to go off the island. So like, trust me, I'm, I've been helping you this whole time. You just didn't know it. And my methods might seem weird, but just go with it. And then he says something that was just like so rude because he's taken the form of John Locke. And he says, John Locke was not a believer. He was a sucker. This guy was an idiot. He thought he was special and he wasn't. At that moment, I was just like, oh my God, what a takedown of the guy that you're wearing his face right now. What were you thinking as Men in Black really shits on Sean Locke? Dude, I was like, you son of a bitch. You should be more grateful because it's his skin suit that you're wearing right now. But you know what? He is an asshole and he is a son of a bitch, but he is kind of right. John Locke was a believer, but because he believed so strongly in in his ideals, his ideals is what led him to his overall death. If it wasn't for his beliefs, he wouldn't have died. If he would have been smarter, he would have never trusted Ben to get him out of the hotel room. Constantly, John was given opportunities throughout the course of his life, but he either didn't take them because he thought he was right or he was too scared to take them. We could go all the way back to when Ben wanted to embarrass Locke in front of all the others. And Ben gave Locke an opportunity to basically show to everyone else that he had the right to be the leader. But Locke couldn't take the life of his father. So what did he do? He had Sawyer do it. So even though what the man in black is saying is hurtful and makes you want to smack the shit out of him, it does have some truth to it. In that regard, I'm like... He is lying, but he's not lying completely. He does have a point and there is truth to it, but it's still as a fan of Locke who now is dead and gone and went out as a believer. And this guy says, no, he went out as a chump. It's just like, oh, dang, that really sucks for that version of John Locke. But in the Flash Sideways version of John Locke, after getting hit by a car last week, this episode, the Flash Sideways jump around through tons of characters. So it's not just one character that we're revisiting as they're on their journey. It opens with Locke being rushed to the hospital and them trying to figure out his name, who to call. And as he gets to the hospital, Son is being wheeled in at the same time. As they're going down the hallway, Locke is being wheeled down and she looks over and she says to Jin in a scared voice, it's him, it's him. And that was one of those, okay, this is another weird coincidence. And of course, it's not the only connection and coincidence that's kind of explored in the flash sideways this week we do get more of james and kate after it's been a few weeks now since they had their run-in where she ran into his car they have an interaction where she says why did you let me go at the airport and she realizes it's because nobody is supposed to know that he went to australia so i loved that rapport between them is so much fun and then we find out that they are on to saeed because miles comes in and says hey we've got multiple homicides at that restaurant here's the suspect 
click, let's go find this guy. So I love that all of these things are starting to come together. And that moment when they do try and raid Saeed and he thinks he's got the drop and he's going up the back door and Sawyer pulls that garden hose and trips him and then arrests him was awesome. I was just like, what a great way to get the number one Iraqi assassin to just pull a garden hose and have him trip. It was perfect. And then also there is sticking to Flash sideways. Jack and Claire are going to have a run in because Claire meets with Desmond. He says, hey, let me help you. Let me let me take you to this lawyer. I can help you out. And they go to the lawyer and it's Ilana. And she says, oh, are you the Claire from Australia? Oh, I we need to talk. I've been looking for you. This is a crazy coincidence. And then Jack shows up and in the flash sideways, it is revealed to him that Claire is his sister. Now that comes back on island for the first time because Jack and Claire are reunited on the island and they are reunited both knowing that they are related. Marcella, what are you thinking as we finally got that dynamic explored a little bit? I really liked it because in past episodes, I have said it was really a shame that we never got to see them interact with them knowing that they were related. And just based on that fact, I enjoyed it immensely. But just go with me for a second here, guys. As I'm watching all these characters interact in the Flash Sideways, and as I'm seeing Desmond put these people together, I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is he trying to accomplish? And then a minute later, I'm going, what the hell is he trying to accomplish? And then a second later, it clicks in and I go, oh, could he just be trying to do this thing? I am disappointed, but I am okay with what I think he's trying to do, if I'm right. But on that same note, I'm thinking in the back of my head, Okay, he could have done this. For some reason, I felt the need to rewrite these Flash Sideways this week. And it has never happened throughout the course of us going through the sixth season, but I don't know what it was about this week that made me want to rewrite Lost's history. I have no idea what it was. I don't know what it was, but that's what was going through my head while I was watching the episodes for this week. I, ha- I have no idea why. It makes sense that there's going to be a few times where you're going to think, if only they had done this instead. I'm not upset. I'm just, I'm having a difficulty wrapping it around my brain that I've never tried to rewrite Lost before but now I'm trying to do it I don't understand why there's like no time left so we are the Titanic and the iceberg is right there and we are headed to the iceberg we're about to hit the goddamn thing we are about to hit the goddamn thing and on the island Saeed can't kill Desmond So Desmond, as far as we know, he doesn't kill him. It's left kind of ambiguous, but we're pretty sure from their conversation that Saeed probably couldn't go through with it. Sun has lost her voice. We didn't mention it in the week that it happened because it was so stupid. So that comes back into play because she says to Man in Black, you did this to me. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything to you. And so as Man in Black and his team are like going on, Sawyer reveals to Jack that like he has a plan. So Jack is still undetermined what he wants to do. He says, look, I think that I'm going to just stay on the island. So I'm not going with you. I'm not part of your team. I'm just bouncing around and seeing what works. This is where I'm supposed supposed to be so the whole time man in black is still trying to get away to get jack on his team to get all of them together so that they can then leave the island together now i do like that as this goes on widmore his team who i still absolutely can't stand and hate 
decide that they are going to take action. As the, the teams split up, they launch like a nuclear strike on the men in black, thinking that this will work, and Jack almost gets blown up. Man in Black saves him. Then he says, you know, you're with me now. You don't have to worry. We're fine. But Widmore has made an aggressive move that didn't work. What are you thinking as Widmore's camp captures our other losties when they go to Hydra Island and then he bombs the shit out of that beach trying to take care of Man in Black and it doesn't work? Like you, Matt, I couldn't give two squirts of fucking piss about Whitmore's people. I don't care. I don't care what Charles wants to do. I don't care about any single one of them. And I don't care. And I hate the fact that Sawyer fell for Whitmore's promise. I'm like, James Sawyer, you should have been smarter than to trust Charles Whitmore. Charles Whitmore is a lying, manipulative little son of a bitch weakling. Why in the world did you trust him? When when they almost got killed, I was like, Ugh. I was I was very very unpleased by the whole sequence. I don't care about the Charles thing. You could you could take the Charles Whitmore storyline out of this final season and still have a compelling story with other losses on different sides and then coming together to accomplish a goal. I mean, I kind of do understand it because the the, the character of Desmond kind of comes into the endgame by Charles Whitmore. So maybe the writers concocted this Whitmore story as a way to bring Desmond into the final act of Lost here. But I don't care. I don't care, and I want them all to die. I don't care. I really don't care either, and luckily you're almost about to get your wish. But the other big moment of this episode that actually was underwhelming to me is we finally get the Jin Sun on Island reunion that it's been years since they have seen each other, and the scene is kind of awkward because Widmore's people are capturing Sawyer and them at the same time, but it just it didn't actually have the emotional resonance that usually Lost has in these big sweeping moments. So I was really surprised that the, the Jin Sun reunion didn't hit me. It didn't cause any sort of tears. I wasn't that excited. It just kind of happened. And I was like, oh, okay. It was a little bit underwhelming considering that it has been so long since they've been together on island but it also may be because we have seen them together in the flash sideways last week they had their own episode this week they're in the episode that maybe it undercut that reunion and took away a little bit of the emotionality that i thought we were gonna get yeah no when i was watching that moment no lie i was thinking about you i was like oh this is what he this is what he's wanted for like several weeks on end now but i was like i kind of felt some emotion but i i should have been feeling much more because like like you said we haven't seen them for ever now on the island together and I felt that what happened in this episode and what what we're about to talk about really undercut them and really did a disservice to them as characters so on that note we move on to the final episode that we're gonna talk about this week entitled the candidate matt do you like submarines we're back on the sub sub all the way let's get this sub going but this time it's a one-way trip to the bottom of the ocean now the candidate we have known the names on the top of the cave are the candidates but what this actually refers to is flash sideways where jack and Locke have crossed paths because jack got called in last minute to do surgery on Locke to save his life after he got hit by the car. Locke wakes up in the bed, flash sideways, Jack says, when we were in there, like, I took a look at your stuff, and you're a candidate. I think I can fix you. And John says, nope. And in those moments, it's so frustrating, but a lot of the rest of this episode is Jack investigating to try and figure out why on earth this John Locke character in the flash sideways would not want 
the surgery. The flash sideways is the emotional heart of this episode. The on-island stuff is the action and really establishing there is no turning back from here. But I loved that as Jack digs deeper, he visits Bernard. And Bernard tells him, we were on the same plane together. And Jack's like, the fuck? We were? He tips him off to the fact that John was in an accident with a guy named Anthony Cooper. Jack goes to visit Anthony Cooper. In this timeline, Locke's father is a vegetable. He is in an old an old age home for people who need assistance. Helen shows up and says, yeah, this is John's father. And so as Jack is digging deeper into how this happened, because this is not the same John Locke got thrown out a window by his bastard father. This is John Locke actually caused an accident that damaged and ruined his father, which was such an interesting dynamic compared to our original prime timeline. But as this is going on and we see this John Locke refusing to be a candidate, we see everyone else band together to try and get off the island so they think and Man in Black's true purpose is revealed as this episode goes on, but not before he kills almost every one of those annoying let's punch them in the face motherfuckers that are working for Charles Widmore. Marcelo, were you smiling as much as I was when those people got what they deserved? Oh, you know I was, Matt. I was I was specifically smiling when the Man in Black hit that motherfucking guy with the stupid face that I wanted to hit. I guess the Man and black broke his neck but it was so satisfying to see him lying on the ground dead it was just so so satisfying i really was curious while i was watching this episode to hear your opinions of the flash sideways because i know uh, the first episode that we reviewed for season six of lost you mentioned that it was so nice to see a different version of jack and Locke. so i was really interested to hear about what you primarily think about the changes that the writers have done to John Locke and Jack in this specific timeline because I'm really liking it but I could just imagine a, a person like you who love Matthew Fox and who love Terry O'Quinn how satisfying is it for you to see Locke and Jack played differently by these actors who play them so wonderfully this season in the Flash Sideways. It's my favorite thing of the Flash Sideways is seeing that different dynamic. As I said a few episodes ago, when people use their words against against another person, like that Ben Linus thing with I saw you with a knife over their corpse, not in the exact same way, but in this, Jack says to Locke, Locke-isms from the island. So... I just love where, as the final scene, this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> there is a big double death in this episode, and it wasn't emotional to me, which was a shame because they were characters I cared about. But that scene happens, and it's not the end of the episode, but then we go to the flash sideways, and it's Jack and Locke. Jack says to him, I know about your dad. And Locke says, you don't, because what you don't know is I was flying the plane a week after I got my license. I crashed it. And now my father is a vegetable for life. That is on me. I don't get to have this surgery and move on. And I can't let it go. Jack says, look, what happened happened, which is, of course, uh, a very lost thing to say. But he says, you deserve to move on. I can fix you. And that it's not easy to move on and let go. But if you go first, it will be great for you. Locke says no. And as he's rolling away, Jack says, I wish you believed me. Which, of course, 
is the note that John Locke had written in our timeline. This whole scene between these two guys actually was more emotional to me than the Jin and Sun death that preceded it, which was insane. Those guys are at the top of their game and the way that they weave in that juxtaposition where now it is Jack who is saying, I am willing to let things go and I am willing to help you, but you need to know that you are worth it. I wish you would believe me. The way the tables had turned was so interesting and earlier in the episode we did see Locke in a coma sort of state having a dream and he did mention something about pushing the button so somehow as this whole thing is going on we do know that Locke's brain is starting to be unlocked as well. Marcelo, was that moment emotional for you at all or how about the Jin and Son death? As soon as Life and Death the music cue by Giacchino kicks off I'm like oh they ain't getting out of this sub. I have very, very similar feelings on both scenes as you do. I felt Sun and Jin's death in the sub a little bit, but the death that I didn't feel at all was Saeed. I'm like, okay, he just took a bomb and he ran away and he blew up and I don't feel anything. What's wrong with this picture? I thought by having a select number of our losties die in this episode, I thought that they kind of did Said a little dirty. They should have given him, like, they gave him an honorable death. Believe you me, they gave him an honorable death. They shouldn't have killed Jin and Son in the same exact episode, I thought. They should have split it up a little bit. On another note, that scene that you love so much where Locke finally says to Jack, in the flash sideways the reason why my father is a vegetable is because i crashed a plane i don't get the right to be happy and then like you said jack says what happened happened and you deserve the right to be happy lock wheels away you know jack says the line and like you that scene to me was the highlight of the episode when the real highlight of the episode should have been the emotional stuff between Jin and Sun it wasn't that way and the reason why I think it was like that is because of the way that it was structured I think it was too much too quick if they would have just breaking it up like I said it would have been much more effective perhaps if they would have breaking it up perhaps I would have felt something and you would have felt something yeah and it was also weird that the Jin and Sun death wasn't at the end of the episode because it was before that last commercial break and then we still had six minutes of the episode left because usually that would have been we would see their hands drifting apart cut to lost we're all crying as the episode's over but it wasn't the producers of this episode and the writers knew that it wasn't as emotional as it could have been because of where they put it in the episode i know that they know that it didn't play the same the reason that that happens of course which we should mention is that when they go to the plane man in black says oh shit they put a bomb on here widmore was counting on us all being in the air so they could blow us out of the air and shoot us down. So they decide to go to the sub. Sawyer tells Jack, whatever you do, just make sure that Man in Black doesn't get on this sub. Knock him into the water. We'll go from there. And so that happens. They have a big shootout and everybody gets on the sub except Man in Black and Claire. And as the sub is going away and for a moment we're thinking, oh great, they're getting away. Claire's like, I need to be on that sub. And Man in Black is like, you do not want to be on that sub. And in those moments, we start to realize this was Man in Black's plan all along. Because the candidates are still connected to Jacob in some way. If they are alive, Man in Black can't leave the island. It's not as easy as him getting on a plane. He needs everyone on that list to be gone, out of the way, and he can't do it himself. So I do love that in the sub, as everything is happening, Jack is the man of faith. And as the timer is ticking down on this bomb that they find that Man in Black put in Jack's backpack, Jack says, leave it. Don't touch it. 
it's fine. It can't go off. He can't kill us. So unless we tamper with this, it can't go off. He can't kill us. We are untouchable. We still have a purpose. The most frustrating moment of this episode is that my guy Sawyer does not listen. And I was so fucking mad at him because Sawyer causes the death of Saeed and Jin and Son in this episode because him and Jack have been having a six season pissing contest and he can't let it go. And it made me so fucking mad when Sawyer pulls the wires and it accelerates the timer and now actually makes it so that the bomb will go off. And Saeed trying to be the hero in a moment that should have been more heroic, but it happens so fast. Like this is so much information that is flooding into us. Man in Black's entire plan, the whole thing of all of these candidates needing to be on this sub and not being able to kill them and it's all rushing to us as Saeed explodes that it took a lot of the emotion out of it. For a character that we have been on this journey for so many seasons, it should have hit harder. We had a nice moment with Jin and Sun where Sun finds out that Jin has seen pictures of their daughter to then have them die in this like I'm not leaving romantic gesture. It just didn't hit as hard as it should have and I feel like it's just because we got so much information in the 10 minutes on the sub that we're processing that so it's hard to process the emotion. One of the key points that will come back is before Saeed blew up, he did let us know that Desmond is alive in that well and where to find that well and that Man in Black wanted Desmond dead. So everybody has that info as they're moving on. It's just so weird that the Saeed and Jin and Sun death don't hit that hard, but the aftermath of it, Hurley Kate, Jack on the beach and Hurley breaks down. Then Jack is just in total despair and he's just crying. Those are the emotional moments, the reactions rather than the actual deaths. Kate was actually shot in this episode, which was surprising to me. Although I knew she wasn't going anywhere, but it was surprising to see her get shot. I, as you were speaking about the moment where Jack tries to convince Sawyer that Man in Black can't kill us if you don't touch this nothing is going to happen to us until you said it i was like holy shit if sawyer wouldn't have touched that man in black's plan would have failed but because he touched it everything happened everything happened the way that he wanted to so i didn't pick up on that thing until you said it and i was sitting here going holy shit sawyer fucked everything up because if he hadn't have done that they would have been fine and sun and jin wouldn't have died that final scene of kate's Hurley and Jack coming on to the beach and Hurley just losing it and Jack being so taken by the situation where he had to walk away and he just lost it right there on the beach. That moment gave me chills and made me really, really understand that the show that we've been talking about forever, it seems like on the show here, is about to end in a, in a couple weeks. And I'm like, wow, why, why does this feel like this? It feels like this because you care about the characters and you care about the story. So that scene in particular to me was very, very affecting, I thought. Yeah, it was one of the best scenes. That in conjunction with the flash sideways of Jack and Locke back to back were so emotional and really hit all the points. And then I just love that as we are moving into the final three episodes the last part of this episode is man in black saying well it's time for me to finish what i started which might as well be him being the avatar of the writers at that moment saying like buckle up guys this is it we're heading into the end yeah i know and uh on that note ladies and gentlemen i think that'll do it for this week's edition of radio 815 listen guys if you like anything that we do here at all and you want to reach out to us to tell us how awesome we are there are a couple ways to do that First, you can just reach out to us on Twitter by using the hashtag Radio815 
Or you can reach out to us on our personal Twitter. It's JJUniverse815. Or if you want to talk to me personally, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at CreekFanatic88. But Matt, if the good folks at home want to talk to you about Lost or anything else, what would be the best place for them to do that on? On Twitter, at Matt Crandall. All right, guys. So with everything out of the way, until next time, as I say often, we'll talk back soon. Radio 815 is a Balloonhead Productions presentation in association with Killer Newt Productions.